Welcome to The Human Beat. I'm Roger Rucka. We're talking today with Clatsop Community College President, Chris Breitmeyer. The pandemic, nothing, is, nothing has gone as planned this year for anyone because of the pandemic. I'm just wondering to start with this, what is, what is your primary concern for Clatsop Community College right now? Is there something keeping you awake at night? Well, you know, I think there, the thing really is, is, is how students are responding to this. Um, it's a real challenge. You know, our, our, our students, many of them have um, families. Um, many of them are um, on the edge of sort of the, uh, the, of, uh, the, you know, economic success in a way. And so anything like this that can challenge their ability to continue on their educational path is really, um, really daunting. And so, you know, we're, we're trying to do what we can, but there's not a whole lot that we can do in some situations, you know? Um, and we've seen that, uh, that some students have chosen that, uh, you know, their priorities just can't be education right now. So our enrollment's a little bit down and anecdotally from hearing from those students that, you know, that we're able to contact with, it's really because their, their children at, are at home now and they're trying to help them, you know, through, through the challenge of uh, educating at a distance or, or they're, they're really needing to, to, you know, find additional employment to keep themselves, uh, you know, financially stable. So it's, it, it's a challenge. And, that, you know, we're, we're doing some things um, on a statewide basis, uh, trying to get more um, uh, affordable uh, wireless hotspots out to students in, in places where the, the, um, the, uh, the connectivity isn't that great. And we've, we've actually built, and I say built, we really didn't build another um, computer campus, a lab on campus. But what we did was retrofit one of the other old classrooms and and make laptops available for students from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. If they, if they need to come in. And sometimes they just need that structure, right? It's not that they don't even have connectivity, but they need to be here away from everything else to be able to focus on, on trying, to, trying to get through their, their coursework. Yeah. Well, hard to focus if you're at home and you're trying to tend to your children at the same time. And yeah. you know, in our community, child care is in, in short supply. The city yeah. is doing what it can, but there's a long waiting list. So Yeah, too long. So there's a lot of adaptation going on. You've got really two kinds of student body, right? You've got the, the, the sort of full-time students on the one hand, and I think mm -hmm. primarily those are the ones you're talking about. And many of the people like me, who may drop in for a class once in a while. Is there a difference between the, those two groups in terms of enrollment right now? I would, I would say so. The, the, the folks that are, that are sort of drop in, we're, we're a lot probably much further down in those individuals. They're, they're just not coming out. I think, again, they're, they're looking at the risk benefit, and um, the, a, a lot of those folks are not uh, are not making it to our campus. And one of the um, one of the biggest areas where we're seeing a drop in enrollment is um, non traditional age, and so that means like twenty five and above um, males are are that's probably where we've seen the biggest demographic shift drop at our campus, and that's also nationwide. Um, and you know there there may be some explanations for that, but um, that's what, that's what we're seeing. Also, we, we're not really experiencing it here, but throughout the state, um, uh, communities of color, um, Latinx and, and, and black students are um, also, their enrollment is, is decreasing. I would say that we're, we're our, our community here is still fairly strong um, in that we've got some really active uh, student groups on campus that have done some outreach that have, that have helped that for sure. A lot of adaptation has, has need to be needed to be made. I, I'm sure. Uh, I'm yeah. a little surprised that the um, that the uh, 
non-full-time student enrollment is down at least in terms of online things because well, many of us need some way to break the monotony. Yes, de de definitely. And and I, I, what I will say this is that our we, we do have more part-time students overall than we did in the past. Um, so our full-time student, the, you know, traditionally, like the traditional student you would think of, there's not as many of those this time around, but they also may be of, I think, if last year they would have been the full-time student, this year they're not, they're just stepping back a little bit. Yeah. Well, the pandemic has caused other issues as well. Uh, you had a really exciting project going and still do. I know it's, it's all drawn up and ready to go, but the new Maritime Sciences building out at, out at Mertz, where does that stand right now? And what's sort of, what's the plan for the future once the pandemic is behind us? Yeah, so we're, I, if, if there was a good place to stop and there probably really wasn't, I mean, we're really pushing forward with that, with that project and we'd hope to, uh, to, to, to make that um, happen. But where we are right now is we've got the plans for the building. Um, uh, so we've got, all, and we've got all the zoning and uh, permitting and, and the, that stuff is all taken care of. So once we're able to start back up, when and if we're able to start back up with this project, we're ready to go. This is you know, you probably heard the term shovel ready, I think, you know, and, and ours is just that. So our, our challenge is going to be, though, um, in, in funding that project, part of the funds were coming from a capital campaign that we were involved in. And, and um, we were just starting to see some fruits um, from that work. And then it uh, the, the pandemic hit. And, you know, we, we kept in contact with some of the, the folks that we were talking to about um, potentially making some some donations. But really now just wasn't the time for them. And um, it's, and we, you know, there, there are some, some philanthropic uh, causes that are thriving now. And that, and that makes sense, you know, things like food banks, which we actually, we just started one on our own campus, but, um, but, but, but the, the donors we were targeting just were um, this economic uncertainty um, being, you know, uh, owners of small and large businesses, they, they're just kind of waiting it out to see where, where they come out the other side. And then we're going to really have to, um, so we're still maintaining those relationship, but it it's definitely put um, you know uh, th this project off a little bit further in the future than we thought. We'd hope that by this summer we might actually be doing some groundbreaking. We we will not be doing that um, this summer. I'd be, I be I shouldn't say we there, there's always a possibility, but I'd be very surprised if we were. So we're 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 talking. You know, it, it's I, I would say right now it's kind of on pause until we see what what's next. One of the great benefits of that project, once it does happen, is it will enable the college to to train more people in more disciplines for for great jobs. Yeah, I mean that. I mean the the reasons are valid that we started the project. They're still there, right? The graying of that industry, the 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 ability of folks to get out and, and make some really good uh, highway jobs. I will just say that my um my daughter's boyfriend is in the program right now, and so um I'm very happy with with that. Um, I'm hopeful. Hopefully, he'll be gainfully employed within about a uh, a year and a half. So not that he isn't now, he's a hardworking kid, but you know, it'd be, it, it, you know, that, that kind of job is, is, is really um, transformational for folks with the income that you can make. Well, the college for a long time has been training people for, for uh, good, good jobs in, in the nursing field. The nursing program by all accounts has been a, a great success. Is there room for other sort of associated things that could go along with that? I know I have a granddaughter who, uh, whose dad is in the medical field, but she doesn't want to deal with bodily fluids. So right. <laughs> she's going to school in Boston, learning how to be a physical therapist. Are there things like that that uh, perhaps the college can branch off into? Yeah, I mean, one of the things, again, pre-pandemic, we were starting to think about um, 
what programs we, we might, where we might expand. And certainly there's, there's an opportunity in the healthcare field and particularly in, a, in partnership with CMH where we have a really strong partnership with that, with that hospital. Um, those, they have been just uh, so wonderful to work with. And we're, we were starting to talk about, yeah, what are some other um, needs that, that they're seeing in the community for, for healthcare? And then how can we partner together to, to supply that? The, you know, the challenge with, with any program, but particularly um, healthcare programs is the startup costs are pretty intense because you need some, you, you want the right equipment so students can train for the latest and greatest that's out there. And you know, that, that takes some money, but with a partner like CMH, um, that makes that uh, a little less daunting uh, to be able to consider, yeah. One of the huge needs here on the coast is anybody who's ever tried to get a contractor will tell you is construction people. Is there, I'm a, one of those people. <laughs> is there are there opportunities there for the college to help? That, 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 we know we, we have a we have a few um, sort of uh, internship programs really mainly in uh, the, the one that I'm thinking of most is plumbing. Um, so we've got that. So we might be able to do some things like that. I doubt that we would have a full um, program de devoted to it, but we certainly could have a short term certificate, maybe non credit type of things. You know, one of the things that we also did in response to um, some local request was uh, bring uh, a truck driving training to uh, a story. And we've got uh, folks who are, um, who have graduated from that. Now, I think we've probably got four or five um, individuals who have graduated from, from that and are, are actively employed. So those are the, you know, those, we could do something short term like that, but you're exactly right. I, I remember I was just trying to get a dang fence put up and, and it took me a long time. <laughs> Well, the first thing most people think of is, uh, you know, when they try to think ahead in terms of uh, what's going to be needed in the future is technology, technology, technology. Is that is that really an area where there's there's opportunity for the college? I, I, I think there is one, you know, one thing that's happening statewide is, uh, you know, obviously cybersecurity is a big issue. And um, we're uh, meeting, as a matter of fact, at this uh, uh the president's council meeting in, in a couple of days, um, that's on the agenda. And I think one of the discussions is going to be, is going to surround around maybe a, a consortium approach of, of frankly, for something like that we could do, we, you could do it remotely, right? And so we could funnel students, we might not have a physical on-ground program here, but we certainly could connect students um, to a statewide program and look at a sort of library of courses across the state that students at Clatsop could choose from to to access um, a degree like that, that they wouldn't otherwise be able to get here on campus again, because you know that that takes some expertise that we don't have currently on our on our faculty, but we certainly could leverage our our partner institutions across the state. Is there a focus at the college on retraining? I, you know, here in in this area, we've uh, over the years have lost a lot of timber jobs, for example, to mechanization. Uh, a yeah. job that used to require 30 human beings to do now requires four and a couple of big machines. Yeah. Um, are, are there things that you can do there? Energy is another thing where things are going to be shifting, it seems, uh, in the future. Yeah, well, I, I think, uh, you know, some of our CTE programs can, uh, are in place just now to do things, could serve that purpose, you know, our welding. And again, we mentioned maritime earlier, um, automotive as well. We are also um, looking at an environmental uh, science uh, program that that might um, you know be of interest to some folks who who had that affinity for work in the woods. Um, they they can uh, uh, put that expertise and that experience maybe in a in a slightly different direction and and uh, you know in land management or something like that. So 
again, we won't have that program here, but we'll certainly be able to queue them up and, and looking at creating relationships, particularly with Oregon State. They've been a great partner for transfer uh, degrees. One of the things that we're, we're doing as well is in concert with some of the local uh, breweries is looking at a, um, a brewing certificate here from uh, Clatsop and then uh, leveraging that at OSU because they have a, a, a fermentation science program. Um, so students could transfer there. But I think the value would be our students here would have had some hands-on experience at a Fort George or a Bowie or a Reach Break or any one of the other um, distillers or brewers um, that uh, students that would go directly through that program wouldn't have had. So that's pretty exciting. And the, when we, you know, we, again, this was all sort of pre-pandemic. We were, um, we had a really great meeting with, I think we had over seven or eight different um, entities that were uh, in the conference room talking about um, how we might accomplish this. So really, really, really happy to have, be part of a community that's so willing to partner. Are there problems or shortages in the community that kind of impinge upon the college? I'm thinking, of course, of our lack of housing for people here. Is that, is that become an issue for you, for students? It's, it, you know, it, it, it's for students and, and our staff. I mean, uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's a really big challenge. I mean, one of the things we just recently uh, <clears throat> commissioned last year was a, a study on uh, housing insecurity and food insecurity in, in uh, a, a fairly large number of our students experience housing insecurity. Some, some, some actually homeless, but, but a, a majority of them not sure if they could make their rent or were um, staying in a friend's and you know, didn't know how long that, that, um, that uh, relationship was gonna be able to be sustained. So it's, it's a challenge, you know, affordable housing, but just housing in general. When we hire a new individual that comes from out of the area, they often have a hard time finding a place to land. And one of the things that we are doing is we, the folks, Innovative Housing Incorporation, that's the group that's redeveloping the Merwin and um, we, we're talking to them about um, reserving some space for students there. Um, and then also, uh, frankly, at market rate, perhaps for some of our employees as well. So that, uh, they, they reached out to us and uh, we, we had supported the project early on and then we circled back around with this conversation and um, that, that looks like it's gonna happen. So that's pretty exciting. But again, it's gonna be a, a drop in a very large bucket that, that you know, but every, I guess every, every drop helps, right? Absolutely. Well, you've been president at Clatsop Community College for uh, just over four years now. Uh, have there been surprises, good or bad? <laughs> have expectations been, uh, been met pretty well? Or <laughs> Every day there's surprises, but I, I, I would say, um, you know, I, I really felt uh, this community was uh, something special when I was interviewing back, you know, uh, and I just, I was just drawn to it and wanted to, 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 to be here. And boy, it has exceeded my expectations. The warmth and the, the spirit of, of this community is, is, um, is amazing. All, you know, from, from Cannon Beach all the way up, um, you know, out to Napa, it, it, the willingness of people to, to pitch in and help and do things for the, for the college and the community has just been amazing. So that, I mean, I've, I've been at a few community colleges and I would say this is the, the one that is the most connected to the community and has the most community support. That, that is, uh, it, it's been amazing. You know, sort of on, on the, I don't, there's not been too many downsides. I mean, I think the only, the only downside is in coming to Oregon from, from, uh, from a, a Midwestern red state from Missouri, uh, I was hoping for or expecting at least the funding for education to be in better shape than it is. Um, 
not to say that it's, you know, it's, it's um, horrible by any means, but, but that, that was a little bit surprising. The, the amount of uh, advocacy and, and, and sort of frankly fighting that we have to do to, to, to get support for our students is, um, is uh, was a little surprising. And, and now I've gotten better at it every year to, and this year I'm actually part of the, 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 the leadership at uh, Oregon uh, Community College Association and spend, spending a lot of time virtually talking to the legislators, not, um, you know, no, no, no handshaking anymore, but I'm, but I'm zooming a lot with folks down in Salem. You know, what you're saying, our country is, is, is strange in some ways. I, I have relatives who live in a tiny country in Europe uh, um, and they come here and they're just amazed because they look around and they say, well, America is such a rich country. How come the roads are in such terrible shape? Or how come right. you don't have health care? Or an education is another place where we're just, yeah. what are we thinking? Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. It, it, I, there's a lot of good in this country, but there's, there's a lot of things that I think we could improve on, that's for sure. What are there things the community can do? I mean, the, the, the college is such a tremendous resource for this community. I, you know, it, I can't imagine it not being here. Yeah. What, what can the community, what role does the community have in trying to help the college to, to succeed and prosper and, and achieve the things that it wants to achieve? I, you know, I really think the way forward for, for us as an institution is going to rely heavily on collaboration with, with uh, business and industry and, you know, and individuals in the community. So, what, you know, if you're approached by me or any of my staff with a harebrained idea, just listen and, and, and see, see maybe how we can see how, see how things can, uh, can develop. Because I think, I think that's, it's, it is this community's college, you know, and I take that, I take that seriously. Um, it's, I, I want to do the best I can for, for Clatsop County. And, um, and if, you know, all I would say is if, uh, you know, other than just coming up and taking a class and seeing what we're about, you know, um, just support us as we're, as we're, um, you know, might be, might be trying some new things like, you know, like the environmental science program or the merge project, you know, those are, um, those are, are risks that are worth taking because they're, they're going to make a difference for, um, for our community and, and, and our students. And that's, and that's what we're that's what we're here for is to really um, educate people, and, you know, inspire them to learn and create opportunities for them. It occurred to me earlier, as long as I've been doing an occasional uh, show like this for KMUN, I, I've only done a couple dealing with the college, and it occurs to me the media may have a role in this as well. That we need to be more, a little more aggressive about uh, about making sure we're covering the college. Yeah, we've got a lot of good things going on up here, and and yeah, I I think that's. I think the more people know about us, um, uh, the the more they're going to realize that this is a really good and excellent resource. I mean, we're we are, um, you know, I, I I obviously I'm a little biased, but I've been to, you know, I've I've been in this uh, field for oh gosh, a lot longer than I thought I had. You know, now I'm thinking about probably almost you know 28, 30 years now, and um, this this place is is special for real. I mean, this college is you you've got some of uh, the top individuals in the state, if not, um, you know, if not the country, uh, uh, teaching our students in some, in some form or fashion up here. And we're really, really lucky to have not only our full-time faculty, but the adjuncts, the, the part-timers that come up bring such a wealth of experience that, um, you know, it, it's a, it'd be a shame for people not to take advantage of, of what we've got to offer. How many other colleges in the country have a better view from their campus? 
I'm going to say zero. Um, I gave up a much larger office at my last institution. I was vice president. I had an office that was the size of a small apartment. But when I when I walked into my office and saw that view, um, yeah, that that was amazing. I, I think I've seen a whale from there. I've certainly seen uh, uh, you know a few other things. It, it it's the, the campus itself is beautiful. And when people come to visit us, um, I think they're astounded by the facilities too. They're in such good shape. Uh, they're, you know, the community has supported the redevelopment of the Jerome campus in particular um, with, you know, with, with bonding and funds. And it, it really shows something to be proud of. Well, I've taken advantage of the, uh, the gym at Patriot Hall, and that's really quite a yeah. thing. Talk about a view from there too, right? I mean, that, that's great. Walking around that track, no, no problems at all. So, you know, some of us are really anxious for this pandemic to kind of be behind us so we can jump both with both feet again. Yeah. What would you like most like the college to be able to do right now or to be able to accomplish right now that it, it can't for the moment? Is there something that's on your list that's, that's boy, I really want to do this? Yeah, you know, I, I think it really, it, it really goes back to just in general, the, that program expansion to, to serve some needs that were that that might be out there that we just can't right now because of the fiscal resources that you know we're we're limited by. Um, that that's that's probably the, the 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 biggest thing. You know, we just um, and you know one one thing that we're uh, we're also challenged by is we've got a we've got a really you know a relatively small staff even for the size of of our college. We're small. And we've got so many people doing so many things. What I'd really like to be able to do is to um, to hire a few more people to uh, to let some of the uh, uh, you know the, the, it'll free people up to be a little bit more creative in their thinking and, and to do things that um, that when they're just bogged down by the day to day work that they just can't do. And so you know, I really expansion is I guess in a nutshell is is what it would be. Um, but but expansion with a purpose and that purpose being, you know, meeting the needs of, uh, you know, of retraining that you mentioned earlier or of, of, uh, of students coming out of high school who might otherwise go somewhere else. I'd really like to keep those folks in our, in our community. I think one of the programs that we've got going that is really good is um, Class of Works. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that's collaboration with all the area high schools in, in the college. And we um, provide paid summer internships to college and high school students and really expose them to what careers are here locally. And that's been really successful. You don't mind, let me ask you a little bit about you. I, you know, a lot of people are familiar with you, but as always yeah. in the community, there are people who, who aren't. What do you most like to do when you're off duty? What, what, are, your, uh, what are your enjoyments? I'm never off duty. A president is never <laughs> off duty, but all right. Uh, <laughs> I, here's what I like to do. I like to take my dogs for a long walk in the woods or, or just around town if I can. And, and uh, after I'm done with that, I'll, I'd uh, sit down at Fort George and have a beer or two. And uh, I really enjoy, um, yeah, really enjoy the outdoors. I, I, and that's what makes this a great place. I mean, um, I'm, not, I'm not a typical beach person, but I like the beaches here. Uh, you know, I, I, they're, they're, this is, um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful place to me. So uh, a good long walk um, is, is, is the best thing for me. I've just now started to try to, especially during the pandemic with a little bit more uh, Inside Time is starting to read again. I like to read a lot of nonfiction, reading a, a kind of a history of the um, of each state that, uh, right now. That's that I found pretty fascinating. I, I originally started off as a history major when I was a you know long long time ago when I was an undergrad, but um, then switched eventually to uh, to science. But yeah. well, tell us a little about your background, Chris. What what were you uh, 
doing before you came to uh, to Classic Community College and kind of what's your background? Yeah, so I started out uh, in community colleges right fresh out of grad school as a, as a biology instructor at Yavapai College. And that's the main campus in Prescott, but I was on the Camp Verde campus in Cottonwood, Arizona. And I taught there for several years. I loved it. I would have um, never left that position. I loved teaching with students, you know, and uh, uh, it, it was just it was just what I was meant to do. And um, then eventually, um, you know, some some circumstances arose that I needed to move back to the Midwest, uh, where I'm originally from, Chicago area. But th we moved back to St. Louis. And um, uh, when I was there, I had an opportunity. I applied for a a biology position at St. Charles Community College. And I also applied for a dean position because at that point I was gonna take any port, any, any job that would have me I needed to get. Um, and so it was really interesting. One day I interviewed with uh, uh, the committee for the biology faculty position. And that was on a Friday. And on Monday I interviewed with a different committee, different set of people for the dean position. And there's only one common person that was the vice president at the time. And so when I came there on Monday afternoon, he's like, wait, you were just a finalist for the biology position. What are you doing? Which one of these do you want to do? And I said, you know, I really think I want to stay faculty. He's like, no, no, you don't. You want to be a dean. I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess that made the choice for me. That's why I'm in administration because um, uh, Michael Banks, uh, a mentor of mine, a real good friend, uh, at the time I didn't think he was a good friend, forcing me to become a dean, but um, uh, he did. And then I, uh, I stayed there and kind of Rose, rose up eventually to be vice president of academic and student affairs at St. Charles Community College, which is a really big institution. There were, we had probably about 13,000 students, you know, and maybe the full-time equivalency was about maybe 7,500. Um, you know, and I liked the work I was doing there, but I wanted to get back to a smaller community like I started out in, in uh, Cottonwood. And I had visited out here to the Northwest a few times and I only applied in Washington and Oregon for jobs. Washington would not have any of me. I never got an interview um, uh, at Oregon, though I hit the jackpot. I probably had, uh, I was a finalist for three or four different president's positions. And, but once uh, Clatsop came up and I, and I was here, I'm like, this is it. I'm, I'm done with those others. I only want this one. And uh, they, they, I've got some really good friends that work at, at, at Umpqua and Rogue and they, they were the right person for that job. And I think uh, that I was the right person for this job, or at least this job was the right one for me. I'm, I'm hope, hopefully I'm the right person for it. Well, I, I agree with you, Chris. I think one of the biggest problems with living here is we get so terribly spoiled. Yeah, we are. And any direction you move in and you go in is beautiful. Yep. And uh, it's just such a wonderful place to live. My wife, I know, will ask me, uh, because you mentioned walking with your dogs. Yep. What kind of dogs do you have? Uh, well, I, right now I have three. I have a Bernese Mountain Dog. He's the big one. He's about 130 pounds. Um, I have a, a mixed breed who's a uh, got some Jack Russell Terrier or maybe some Beagle. That's Maisie. She's the oldest. She's about, well, she's a little overweight. So I think she's probably around 30 pounds. And then I just got a brand new golden retriever puppy oh. uh, whose name is Edith. And so she is just uh, adorable. And she's about two and a half months old right now. So that's she's, a delightful trio. Yeah. It, they, they, they have a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I noticed you said you had three. We, we've kind of uh, made a, uh, a resolution that we're not going to have more than two now because with two, you can you have somebody for each dog with three there's always one extra dog going somewhere yeah that that's the problem <laughs> well you and i have similar uh, similar uh, roots uh, i actually grew up on the south side of chicago so i'm familiar with that part of the country oh, awesome yeah yeah I'm glad as heck to be here instead so well yeah. Chris, it's been a pleasure talking with you thank you very much and and uh, 
uh, I hope you'll you'll call on us anytime you need uh, need a little publicity or need some help because we well I appreciate you 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 know you all have been just really great to the college and I always enjoy talking to you such such smart questions you know such good questions really you you guys are you know Cami Cami K M U N is a great resource for the community as well I, I that's the other thing when I, when I found out what a story's got their own little we've got our own radio station that's awesome it's perfect. Yeah, what I love about it is it is community. I mean, it yeah. is basically you and I and the guy next door and the woman next yep. door and the gal down the street who are doing it. So yep, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Chris. All right. Good to talk. Good to talk to you. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Human Beats, and we've been talking today with Concept Community College President Chris Breitmeyer. I'm Roger Rocket. Thanks for listening.